Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. Joined once again by Victor Avila and Asian on a fire, and you've been on the show a couple times, uh, Victor. And I remember when you first came on the show, it was not long after Donald Trump had left the scene. Uh, we still had somewhat control of the border, and you you were telling me that the border was going to go out of control. And I was like, ah, what are you talking about? And then, boom, the the border's out of control. You came back on my show the last time. You're saying, yeah, yeah, see, and it's all it's more about human trafficking now. And you talked about all this stuff, and you said. You think, and you think the border's bad now? It's going to get even worse. And you were right again. Oh my God, Victor! I hate, I hate to be right when it comes to the to our national security yeah. and public safety. But I'm telling you, this administration has been deliberately doing this uh, to our country, uh, not just to the border states, but to the entire country. And I know a lot of the focus has been on the illegal immigration and the millions of people that have been let in. There, obviously, that's a big factor, but. Man, you got to start looking at the national security risks that we face uh, with uh, potential terrorists. I'm talking, uh, and I'm talking about the cartel. I, I love the cartels in there as well uh, with the, the poison that they continue to push into our country with the fentanyl and xylazine, uh, with China's help, Iran, uh, Venezuela, Cuba. All these nations are in Mexico, and they love Mexico, and Mexico loves them. And that's why they do nothing uh, on on their end to stop it because they're so corrupt that they all they care about is the power and money. But let me tell you, we're suffering here. We're suffering at every dang, dang uh, aspect of our country when it comes to uh, not just the illegal immigration, but the sheer numbers have an economic impact uh, on these small towns, on these counties, at the hospitals, at the schools, at the with the police and the sheriffs everywhere. And I go around in the country, as you know, speaking to a lot of these uh, police groups that they tell me, and something's got to have to give here because we don't have more police officers. As a matter of fact, we're losing police officers. Mm. We're short. Most of these big cities, San Antonio is down 400. Uh, Dallas, Fort Worth is down 350. Everybody's down on a bunch of police officers. And then you have this surge of people. Uh, and I'm not saying that all of them can make crimes, uh, but many of them do. And... You don't have any additional resources, and then who suffers? The public suffers. There's public safety, the first thing to go, and that's the number one complaint I get, uh, at least across the, uh, the state of Texas and where I go. They, they're like, listen, we don't feel safe, and this is a big issue. Yeah, your uh, your book, Aids on a Fire, exceptionally well written, like I was telling you earlier. I, I highly recommend everybody read this book. Uh, very, very, very insightful, and Reading, I was just reading some of the chapters over again. Uh, your odds oh, is heart wrenching. Uh, some of the stuff that you know happened to you and to Jamie Zapata, uh, you know, your your uh, your partner, uh, in an SUV, you had an armored SUV, but shit goes wrong. I, I've driven those SUVs too, and shit goes wrong in those things all the time. So, man, it, it went really bad for you guys. So, uh, but you survived, shot a few times. Uh, you're like, you know turning yourself all kind of yeah. gas stuff the stuff that i remember we used to train for good thing you uh you, you did it so you're here to talk now one of the things you talk about in the book and i think i've, I've heard you talk about it recently when you're on david uh rodriguez's show 
uh, is that the the bo- the border and down in Mexico is more dangerous than Afghanistan and Iraq and other. I would in all those places, and I agree with you. I mean, it's more dangerous uh, in that border than any time in that my military career. The whole military career, working for the CIA, everything that I did, you guys went through some hell. I, I, and you worked your ass off. Jeez, you didn't have any time off. It seemed like that. Yeah, I, I gave all. You know, I'm a worker. I'm not a super agent. I just love to work, and I love to, you know, um, whatever's put in front of me, whether it's human trafficking. You know, I rescued a lot of women and children. Yeah. You know, with that, with the horrible, horrible offenses, right, and violations of law, the smuggling, uh, the money laundering, all that other aspect of it, but. But yeah, it is dangerous and it's gotten worse because these cartels have become such sophisticated networks, criminal networks. They're not gangs. They're not even just drug trafficking organizations anymore. These guys are, are full-blown uh, terrorists. I think that it should be designated as foreign terrorist organizations, just like ISIS, just like all these other uh, Taliban, Al-Qaeda, maybe along the same category because they have proven through uh, their power, through their violence, through uh, uh, the, the killings and the kidnappings and the extortion and everything that they commit is way worse than ISIS has ever done, especially to Americans. Now, they're dealing with counterfeit bills, and somebody, for some reason, people don't care. It's not bullets. It's not bombs. And we're not paying attention. And, uh, and, and the cartels are here. They're present in the United States. They're present more than ever they have been. They are full-time overseeing those operations to get their funds back. And now they're using a lot of these illegals to do that. And um, I don't know if I shared this with you last time, but I, I talked to a lot of illegals when I go to the border. Uh, and I'm going to give you an update about what's going on right now. It's very unique, very unique with the happening. But I asked these you know, 22, 23-year-old kids, and they seem to be good kids. And I was like, they might not be you know, criminals. We do have those. And I tell them, what are you going to do in Minneapolis? They're like, well, I owe the cartel the money for the smuggling and I have to pay them back a thousand dollars a month, thousand dollars a month. <laughs> you know, uh, even if you were American and had a degree and they asked you to move to a different city, it would take you some time to get adjusted to that city and get a job. Oh, no, these people demanded the money immediately. And what do you think they're going to have that kid do? He's going to sell meth. He's going to sell fentanyl. They might enroll him in the local community college to do it and they will own him. And that's an indentured servitude type of situation. That's trafficking. It becomes trafficking. Wow. And we have a lot of that. Uh, some victims are brought just for that reason, mm-hmm. to be sexually exploited, the women and children and all of that. But a large number of these people are being used in that capacity because the cartel uh, is going to have no regard for their life. They'll use you however they want uh, to make their money. But um, I tell you, it, it, is, it, it is incredible to me that we have these these fights in D.C. and uh, and the, the we can't pass a bill to secure the border and all that. And, and I'm thinking, what's happening right now in Texas is the the federal government, the Biden administration, is siding with the bad guys. They side with the cartels. They side with the people that are not from here, over 150 different countries. But they don't put the Amer- Americans first and their U.S. citizens, taxpayers first. Uh, they're suing the state of Texas. They're, they, they're cutting the wire, not cutting the wire, all this mess. Well, right now, as you and I speak, down in Shelby Park, that was seized by the, the Texas Department of Public Safety, the state, um, the, the Mexican, uh, the, uh, the uh, Biden administration, well, it might be the same thing. Uh, the Biden administration 
uh, is going against the state of Texas for, to try to protect Texas. And then not only do you protect Texas, you're protecting the entire country, but they're going against them. And now the standoff right now is whether or not the Biden administration is going to federalize the troops and order the D the Border Patrol agents or maybe federal agents to go in there forcefully and remove the state officers. I'm telling you, this is nuts. I, uh, this is this is not a good direction that we're going to. And I myself, as a federal ex-federal agent, would never put my hands on a trooper. And I'll tell you why: because they're doing nothing wrong. They're actually exercising and enforcing our constitution and our laws that are on the books. It's just that the Biden administration does completely the opposite, and they don't like it. They don't like the attention that the border situation has brought all over the country. That's affecting them where at the voting booth. And people are waking up, and the Biden administration, that's what they care about. They don't care about you or me or the illegals. They care about the power and maintaining it. And this is worse situation that they created, by the way. And the optics of it, it is not working in their in their favor. And therefore, we find ourselves in this situation. Wow. Yeah, we, we, I, I know you've been on Tucker Carlson, and um, you, 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 you speak everywhere, like you said. You're a busy man. Uh, we have this uh, Take Our War Back uh, event that is ha I'm, I'm involved in it. I'm going to uh, Yuma, and there's uh, Texas, there's a Texas uh, group and uh, California I'll, I'll be involved with the Texas group and uh, Dripping Springs. I'm going to in there. Right. Very, very good. And so I just uh, saw where there's like uh, 700,000 trucks, like they're 21 miles. <laughs> yeah. Odd way that they're coming down there. This is this is way bigger than anything. You know, we, we watched the... Uh, the Canadian convoy a couple of years ago, and that was that was a pretty big deal. This looks like it could be, uh, you know, turning things around. Your thoughts on you know the American people standing up and uh, getting involved here? I got invited. Uh, I supported one hundred percent, and I have concerns. And I'm telling you what my concerns are. It's not the people. These are patriots. It's the government. Are they going to see this, and are they going to treat this as an insurrection? Are they going to treat it as some? This is the problem with our administration right now that they're going after the law-abiding citizens that wants to protect the country because we love it, because we have to be patriots, because we want to defend our homeland. They see it completely the opposite. And that's my only concern, but I am not afraid of them. I'm going to go down there. I, I'm going to go be speaking in, in, in Dripping Springs. Um, I think it's next week. Uh, and so I'll be down there and supporting and, and letting the people know the truth. As you know, I speak the truth. Sometimes the truth, it goes both ways and, and it might hurt some people to, oh, Victor, I thought, well, listen, the truth is the truth and it's important that you know exactly what's going on so you could be able to make that important decision, whether it's at the voting booth, whether it's whatever it is in your life. And I talk a lot about local politics too, even though I'm running for U.S. Congress, man, you got to, it's time to get involved in your community. You better know who your council woman or man is that represents your streets. And have a little cup of coffee with them and let them know what's going on. Let them know what you believe. Let yeah. them know what you demand of them. Because remember, all of these elected officials, they forgot that they work for us. And I'm going into this race telling the people, I recognize my role as an employee of the people. You're the employer. Tell me what you want me to do. Send me over there. And I'm going to fight for you. And and, and I'm going to push. And I want to represent everybody. I want to, I, I don't want to make the decision that only affects a certain percentage of the population no i wanted to help every single american and um and so let's see what happens as you said this is an incredible convoy if this is not a wake-up call to the federal government to say listen 
the people have had enough. I've been getting calls these last couple of days as to, hey, do, you, do they want us to go down there? We're ready. Uh, we're just talking about groups and uh, ex-police, ex-military. They're okay. like, hey, well, we got the equipment. Let's go. People in Arizona, I have friends there. We're ready. I get chill as I tell you that because, man, is it going to take that? Is it going to take, uh, I really want the sheriff, you know, the sheriffs in Texas have incredible authority. Mm -hmm. They could, they could deputize 100,000 people if they wanted to. They have that authority. And those sheriffs in these border towns, I know a lot of them very well. They're like, we're getting ready, man. We're, uh, <laughs> if it's going to come down to this, we're, are we going to have a struggle, a physical struggle between the state and the federal government? But see, I think there's the other side of it, Michael, that that's what the, that's what the Dems want. That's what these left-wing nuts want. They want to put us into this conflict like, and say, you see? You see how bad these people are? And they want to set it up, so we have to be very careful of how we approach it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's why the, uh, the take our border back, uh, they, they represent it as uh, a peaceful movement. Uh, and that's that's definitely the way it is. I mean, we, we've been very, very gentle, very peaceful for several years. I, I remember uh, saying that I would, go, I would go down and help them uh, in the Texas border. And people were like, I'll fly there. I'll give you ammo. I'll give you guns. Yeah. Like, and then I was thinking like you, I was like, I don't know if I go down there, am I going to be watching my back go to government roll on me? And so that's like, I kind of backed out of it. But now, now that we have a lot of people involved and like you're talking about, there's, you know, prior military, prior, uh, law enforcement, current law enforcement and, uh, not military, unless we get the national guard guys is there, but, uh, everyone's getting involved now. And this is, this is a great time, I think, uh, for everybody to see this and really take notice of what what it's going to take to basically get our country back. 26 governors, I think, as of today, have jumped on board. And it's not just that they're supporting Texas. I know that's this is the, the symbolism. The, the, the serpentine wire has become the symbolism, believe it or not. It is not about the wire. I'll tell you that. Uh, and all I wanted to tell you what's going on right now, because there are very few illegals actually coming through Eagle Pass right now. If you recall, the Biden administration said, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security to Mexico, and also Blinken went over there, the Secretary of uh, State, and they made a deal over there that I don't, I don't, I don't even know what nobody knows what the deal actually is. They did send out this ten bullet format about what they talked about. I don't believe a word that that is because that what I'm seeing on the ground and what I'm hearing from my people is that this is a bad deal. First of all, that in the last two weeks, I was there eight days ago. And I'm like, I was in Del Rio, and then went to Eagle Pass, and there was no Indians when I had just been there two weeks before that, and it was, the, the street was swarmed with illegals. As a matter of fact, the Del Rio Police Department, when I was there, put a public safety alert to their citizens saying, stay in your house, be careful, because we got all these people running around, breaking into cars, breaking into houses, breaking into sheds. Some people have been assaulted. And I was there when that was happening. And then I'm there uh, a little week or, or a week ago, and there's nobody there. I don't know what the heck is going on. Oh, I see what was going on. The Biden administration asked the the Mexican government, hey, hold them back for a while. Mm -hmm. Don't let them come right now because it's going to benefit you, it's going to benefit us, and we're secure the border. It's, it's a product, you know what? If it's not, it's not what it's for. It is because of the objects that I referred to that they're getting hit hard, and now they want to use it the other way around. Look. The people drastically reduced from coming. We were almost at 15,000 per day in the Eagle Pass area. Right now, 700. 
And you're like, and they're not coming to the Shelby Park because they're not letting them up. So they're going around about 10, 10 and a mile or so northwest of Eagle Pass. And one of my friends that's there, uh, he starts filming them and he's like, they're coming through the private ranches again. Remember that all that happened? Well, now they're back again. And the ranchers are like, oh, no, no, here we go again. Here, you know, here they're coming to Australia. But here's a big difference. Since the Border Patrol has been, has been freed up because they're no longer under the bridge there in Eagle Pass, they were actually there to detain them immediately. Uh, although they're going to release them, hash them and release them and process them, let them into the country. But it just goes to show that if you would allow the Border Patrol to go back to do their duties, and with the right policies in mind, in mind, not just catch and release, but catch and deport, detain and return, um, which is what we have to go back to. That's what's happened in Eagle Pass right now. So there's a large presence. The uh, the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, is down there right now. Nah, you got governor down there. You got all these people kind of showing uh, their support for the state of Texas and the solidarity saying, listen, bring it on. You know, the old saying, Texas, come and take it. Well, now they're saying, come and cut it. See if you can cut the wire. Uh, and the state of Texas even doubled down it. There used to be one or two layers of this razor wire, and that was there in September when this whole thing, they were painting it right in front of me and all this, the back and forth. They have five and six layers. Even if you would, yeah, I tell you, it would take oh, a while. You know, the continue wire is very, very hard to man manipulate. It's very hard to work around it. And, and you had a spot, you get snagged immediately, right? And you can't cut it. If you want to cut it, you got to cut it. I mean, it's, it's a, the rows and rows of wire. Mm. And so the illegals are already noticing, um, I'm not going to come through here because I can't get up, come through here. So we're going to go around. But here's the thing. They're telling me that 50,000 approximately are in warehouses in Monterey, Mexico that have come up from Tapachula. And the cartels are playing along for right now. The cartels are like, all right, all right, all right. We'll play along for a little bit. Not for long. They say maybe end of February, early March. Boom. They're going to open the valve. They're going to let them go. They're going to come up to us. And then what are we going to do? That's a lot of people. And at the same time that the priors are happening, it's super Tuesday, not just in Texas. And here we go. The Biden administration, I could almost already tell you. You see? You didn't give us the $14 billion. You didn't work with, you didn't pay, you didn't vote for the budget. It's all the faults of the Republicans. Mm -hmm. So what, what are, what are your thoughts? Uh, obviously there's uh drug traffic, human trafficking going on. Uh, you talk about all that in your book. You do an excellent job of that. Uh, I, I like that one story where you're, you know, doing the women that have been trafficked and, uh, our girls and, uh, you, you bring them in and this one officer is going to investigate and, you know, do the, do the, you know, canceling, whatever, or talking to him. And he's got like 30 years and he's like a big old, you know, husky guy. And you're like, you know, beach dental on, they've been through some tough stuff. And he's like, me? And then he goes there and there after a couple of liars comes out almost in tears and he's like, I'm, we're going to take those guys down. And, and that's what you guys did. That, that was a, that was a, a Mexican federal police officer. So, you know, these guys, I didn't have a lot of time wow. to train them. It was on the job training. I didn't even really know what human trafficking was. And wow. in that case that you're talking about was a case out of Miami. Mm. And we had the victim already in Miami. And, uh, I said, you know what, just go talk to her. And I, I gave him a, I had a sheet sheet of not, you don't ask a human trafficking victim. Are you a victim of human trafficking? That's not the way it works. You have to 
You have to build a rapport, especially when you're a male. They, they sometimes can't stand to be in a, in, a, in a room with another male. So I had these, uh, they're a female agent, sometimes NGOs, the good ones, not about the bad ones that I'll tell you about right now, that would help me kind of soften it up. And in that case, I got to say, you know what? It was another female there, and I did this guy, and I said, just go in there. He came out. He was upset, man. He said, let's go, get, let's go take these sons of, you know what, down. And we did. And and then uh, because... Uh, even the uh, even the corruption and all that stuff that was happening in Mexico, there was something about protecting children and women, man. Yeah. There, was, there was something that even these hardcore drug traffickers, even if the the Mexican government was on them, when it came to dealing with with these poor innocent uh, people and a lot of little boys as well too, by the way. Yeah. Um, they're like, story itself. Too, can't yeah. stand this. So so we had good success in taking a lot of these groups down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but it must have been. Or to like put some of that out because I, you know, I when I wrote some of my books, I was like, I can't, I can't tell them about this. But you, you kind of like went out there a little bit and described some of this stuff. I thought you did a really good job of that. I know it's a lot deeper because you, I, I know you read. I did put one graphic case, the one that worked out in New York. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't remember seeing that with the the one of the victims gets pregnant, which happens all the time. But then she they forced her to deliver the baby be there in the room, and they put the baby. In the bucket and fill it with a cement, and I, uh, I, I put that. It's one of the worst cases that I worked, but I, I had to put that in that book because I wanted people to understand the evil that exists yeah. in this world. You, you, no longer do you have the luxury of ignorance. You, you have to, and a lot of people would say and push back to me, and eh, child trafficking. That's not real, Victor. You're making this up, and you're, you're a right wing nut. And I said, I wish. I wish I was. I wish I could tell you that this was not true. Prove me I can't. Yeah. There's stuff that I'll never share. There's yeah. stuff that I'll never share anywhere, or not even my wife, because I'll take it to my grave of things that I've seen yeah. that are so wow. graphic mm. of what a person can do to another person, especially a child. You would probably not believe me because it, uh, I, I I couldn't believe it when I was seeing it. And so I at least put that one there so people could say, listen, you got to understand that this is around us. Yes. This, this around us, the fentanyl and, and the trafficking and the smuggling and the 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 movement of the of these people, it is it is evil. It's really what it is. It's evil. And then you know, in the national security issue with with a terrorist. Oh my goodness! Uh, you saw the video that guy threatening yeah. us that you're going to find out who I am and and calling the space seal cause stupid. And I'm like, why is it this guy in handcuffs? Does this guy should be in a room with HSI, FBI, and the Joint Terrorism Task Force? In a room, not here, somewhere in Guantanamo Bay, inter interviewing the, interviewing this guy um, to get information of what in the world he's doing here. But no, he's roaming around. I haven't heard by the, the way that he's in custody. I haven't heard any of that. And I'm, I'm I'm trying to get contact with my friend. Where the heck is this guy? Apparently, they've uh, identified him. We don't know if that's actually him or not. But yeah, it is. He's out there free. Yeah. Well, you know that they're bringing these these people in to the, for some some reason. And, uh, you know, I've, like you, we would do investigations in the CIA and it would take us a year. Some, some of the investigations went on for like a decade or more before we got some of these people. Right. Uh, so it is, it is, I, I saw how you guys work. I mean, at teams and groups and, it, you know, one year investigation to get the one guy at the border that was, you know, letting people come through and you got right. all of his team and everything. That was a brilliant, good job. But, uh, you know, it takes time. Now in Yemen, I was in Yemen, and we took out uh, some a very very high level uh, terrorists there. Uh, so I know that these terrorists are all over the place. Now 
when I was in Afghanistan one time, we had captured uh, one of the uh, a really bad terrorist, and we had him on uh, special forces army special forces guys at a real secure badass base, uh, and so we're like we're we're ready to do interrogation and all that stuff on this guy, and it's supposed to be a interrogation team come in. This helicopter comes in, picks the guy up, flies away, and we never hear anything else again about it. That's, That's crazy. Going on. That's crazy. And this is this is why I'm very excited for you to go to uh, you know office, and that's probably one of the motivations you have as well. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. Well, I, I always said in my career, why is there somebody like me at least that knows a little bit of what's going on in yeah. D.C. making these incredible decisions? Well, I want to be that guy now. I want to be that guy in the House Homeland Security Committee who actually worked for Homeland Security, who actually did these investigations, who dealt with money launderers and drug traffickers. By the way, my, my expertise is the diplomat in Mexico and in Europe and Central America. That's invaluable. With and, and my other, I worked as a federal probation officer. I worked in the state, um, and and I want to bring that. I want. I'm telling people, listen. Well, you're gonna get a real person. <laughs> what do you mean a real person? I'm not a politician. I yeah. I'm a guy that that has seen a lot. I want to be able to give some of that experience back, and a lot of it of what I know. I, I'm very familiar and in, in, in touch with the economy too, and education, and all the other issues that we that we face in our country. But right now, man, that border. It needs immediate attention. And you mentioned this about, you know, it takes us a year or two. I could even now start disagreeing with that method of investigation. I think we're now, I think that is now a sale form. I think we have to change it and move it up to the level of where the cartel are at. We can't afford in this in this country to identify you, follow you, your bank accounts. It's going to take me 12 months to 18 months to take you and your crew down. Mm -mm. Not anymore, man. I'm thinking we... We designate the cartels as foreign terrorist organization that gives us DOD resources. You know this. Mm -hmm. We take and strip them of all their money and their assets and their bank accounts and their boats and yachts and properties that they have all over the U.S. That's where they want to. That's where we hurt them. And I, I, I'm all for the military intervention. I'm not for it being the first thing, but I am. I do want to have it on the table. And we need to send a message to Mexico first of all. And say, listen, you better play the ball here because right now, they're not our partner, they're not our friend. And you know what, Mexico, the, the president of Mexico said after the secretary went over there, he demanded forty billion dollars. Demanded it. He used the word demand. I demand the United States government give us forty billion dollars, uh, and I also demand the U.S. government give the ten million or so Mexican nationals illegally present in Mexico a visa to stay there. And I also demand the U.S. government lift sanctions of Venezuela. And I'm like, uh, in Venezuela, I'm like, first of all, who in the heck do you think you are demanding of us? We demanded of you, but that's the problem that we're at. That right. We have lost this um, upper hand, not just with Mexico, but all over the world, that we would never allow anybody to talk to us that way, let alone demand. And so... We need to shift this, man. We are the superpower. I don't. I, I'm not apologetic about being first. I'm not apologetic about being a conservative and putting uh, Americans first. 
we need we need true warriors in there. And unfortunately, a lot of it has to be dealing with it in D.C. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, so what are your thoughts on uh, why, why are they flooding our country with all of these people? Is it re- I've heard people say they replace us. That's kind of where I lean to. Uh, I do. It, yeah. I think so. I think several things. I think one, I think first it was just the votes. And then they're thinking, eh, it might not be the votes alone that'll do it. Because uh, they might not sure what these people, what if they got involved or not, whatever, they'll cheat. That one is the votes. Then I started thinking, hmm, you know what? They're going to count them. Uh, Biden undid a rule of counting illegal aliens in the census. As soon as he became, came into office three years ago, he changed that. So they're going to count them. What happens when you count illegal aliens in the census? You get more representation. Where do you get it? In the House of Representatives. And they end up with power all the time. It will control Congress. That, I think, is a bigger picture. But I also believe uh, in the replacement theory because people, Hispanic Americans, Black Americans, are waking up. And they're saying, wait a minute, we're not getting crap from the Democrats for 50 years. Yeah. We're going to give the Republicans a shot and let's see what happens. And the Biden administration, and the, especially the part of people are like, uh-uh, we can't have that. So we can't change their mind. We'll just replace them with the people from all over the world. Where, where do these people come from? They come from communist countries. They come from socialist countries. They don't know any better. People tell me all these people from Venezuela are escaping socialism, and they're going to vote all Republican. No, no. They're socialist, and that's all they know. They need to know that the government is going to take care of them. Even better than the United States because we have the resources and the money. And that's what they expect. They love that. And they will show their loyalty to the Biden administration or the Democrats for doing that for them. That times 15 million, 20 million, every million. I don't, we don't even know how many are here. Mm. That's the, the replacement that they're going to say, you know what? We're going to replace you with people that are going to follow us and be under our command where we can control them. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's kind of hard to imagine. But, I mean, it's, the proof is there. I mean, they're definitely uh, coming in. And, and numbers that are definitely replacement numbers. So we have uh, Louis Hearns in. Uh, Louis, Victor, Avila. I know you haven't. Have you met? I don't think you've met him before, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, actually, Victor, you're in cages. My documentary on human trafficking. Oh. I interviewed you a couple of times. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, good. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Nice so, uh, yeah. So, Lewis, did you have a? Yeah, I know you're. We're gonna be meeting here pretty soon, uh, out in Arizona, and uh, you know we're part of this this border uh, movement, southern southern border convoy. So it's it's, it's it is fantastic. What what are your thoughts on this? And uh, you have any questions for uh, Victor? Well, uh, um, Victor, I appreciate what you're doing, and I appreciate you stepping out and now now running. Politics sucks. So. You, you already know you know that, and yeah, yeah. I I believe you have the value set that we need. So, um, that's awesome. In regards to the border convoy, um, if I'm gonna be honest, the first first I heard of it, immediately I said, great idea, but I have a ton of concerns, mm-hmm. um, because one of my biggest challenges that I saw that were coming forward because as you know, I'm very proactive in thought, which I think is important, is I saw that this, it's not if, but how many people will be infiltrators trying, intentionally trying to make them look bad. Mm-hmm. So what's the communication? How are we going to communicate? Are we going to have, uh, we have to have designated people 
that will be spokespeople at every every stop. And the reason why that is so important is because if somebody goes off the rails, we can say they're not part of our group. And that's very important to be proactive like that. Um, uh, we have constitutional attorneys signing off on everything, so on and so forth. So I was brought on as a consultant. I'm not a coordinator and not interested in being one, but as a consultant for messaging, uh, what pitfalls to look for, so on and so forth. But overall, I believe that it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a peaceful protest. And um, something that will, if it's going to be released today and tomorrow, will be on how people can look for some challenges to avoid some obstacles and how to handle some agitators in the crowd. So that's going to be the messaging that's going to go out, um, I believe, in the next day or two, actually. So I think it's going to be very, very, very powerful. And what it's going to do is it's going to bring attention to something that uh, not everybody's aware of. That's right. And when they see the unity of we people and the massive amounts of people that are behind this, you know, we've talked about this several times. The only way we the people win is when we stand up. Because the reason why the Marxists are so effective because they just scream the loudest. That's all it. That, that's all it is. So what happens is we we've noticed that if you get the Marxists uh, talking to the politicians, and then you get the the, you know, I would call patriot conservatives, but let's just call them conservatives, uh, God loving uh, people that love our country. When they go in mass and talk to the politicians, they back down often. There are, most of them are spineless anyways. So I, I, I believe it's this is just another act that we the people say we can stand up. And I'm going on a, a, a deal tomorrow that's all about the convoy. And my portion of that is I'm going to explain to them, which I don't know if this is the time to do or not, like you would let me know, is how, how J6 was used as a psyop and you were not looking at the same thing. Right. I, can, I can talk about the delineation to the two so people don't have to fear this. Yeah, yeah, because we were talking about that concern as well. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join them in uh, in, in Dripping Springs and, and then speak there. Uh, that's that's the only place I could meet them based on the schedule. But I, I support it. I was part of the uh, in one of the uh, meetings they had. I jumped on there and and I got a good briefing you know, of how they were setting everything up. And um, I wish I could join you in more locations. But uh, but yeah, I, I think it's. And it's not just the, I think it's not just informing the people. I think the information is starting to go out. That's why you see this kind of response with, with this, with this uh, event. But um, it, it's the, the, this is for a message to the Biden administration, I think. This is really specifically for them and saying this, and we're not going to allow you to destroy our country anymore. We're not going to allow you to deliberately ignore our constitution and destroy our sovereignty from within. Usually... It's another country that wants to do that, right? Well, they're doing that with the permission of this administration. They, they disrespect our, our constitution every single day and our laws. They disrespect our sovereignty. They don't honor it whatsoever. And I'm like, okay, let's show them. Let's show them that it's we the people, not we the government. Uh, and, and they worked for us. They, uh, I tell you, I'm all about fundamentals. And then going back to fundamentals and telling people and reminding them, do not be afraid to confront the your elected official because he works for, he or she works for you. And I've already started doing that. I will do it more uh, because I'm not afraid of them. I'm not, I'm not, uh, 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 I'm afraid of God. And, um, and so 
what are they going to tell me? No, it's not going to keep me from knocking on that door on both sides, by the way. Yeah. Victor, I, I love it. And your story, I read to talking about how you prayed uh, when you, both of you guys were shot. He was, uh, your partner was still alive and you were praying, uh, Mother Mary and so forth, who, uh, you know, that he would survive, but unfortunately he passed on. So I think that we're in this, you know, evil versus good, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a biblical time. It, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely uh, changing, uh, I think, the consciousness of, of, of America and the world. Uh, Lewis, what are your thoughts on, you know, the, uh, this biblical time that, that we're in right now, the, the changing of consciousness? Yeah, if, if, if this isn't good versus evil, I don't know what is. And, and we're in a time right now where you must pick a side. What I believe is beautiful about the pressure that's coming, the pressure that's coming from both sides. Uh, Victor, you say the Biden administration, I go a little deeper than that for myself. I would say it's a deep state construct because the, the reality is the rhinos are a lot worse than the Democrats. Oh, yeah. At least the Democrats, you know where they're coming from right off right, the bat. Right. Right. So, but that deep state construct that we're, we're dealing with is, is literally, it's good versus evil right now. And the beauty about this, and it is truly biblical, is this is the God thing where people are going to come together and pick a side, and we already know what side God is on. So the outcome, I think, is already there. But if if, if we're going to reap the harvest, we need to do the we need to do the work, and that's where it is right now. And brother, Senator Trump's been falling out lately. And we the people, come on, guys, it's up to we the people. Let's go, let's go. So it's very important to heed these messages. In in my opinion, right now. You know, I've said many times, Mike, I, I said, so when it comes down to the end, did you leave a larger impression on the world or your cushions in your couch? That's what's going to be more important right now. So you have to stand up. Absolutely. And what I like about the the way, the way, uh, the timing of it, because you guys are going to end up in Eagle Pass too. And you know exactly what's happening. We were talking about that. So, it, I mean, it. You know, it means something because of the timing and the struggle between the federal government and the state government. And then you have thousands of Americans saying, hey, we support supporting and defending our Constitution. In this case, probably in solidarity with the state of Texas and, and all the other people that wanted the same thing. So the Biden administration, and, all the, and I agree with you, the, the rhinos and the deep state and those people that they need to see that, uh oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, maybe it's not automatic anymore. And that's what's been automatic and cruise control for these people for such a long time that it's not going to be, you're going to have to go do whatever it is that you do and talk to the people because they're not going to just take it for granted anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember when I, when I first came in the SEAL team, I was jumping at Brownfield right next to the border with Mexico. We would jump out. There's no fence. There's no fence. But we would jump out and the uh, Mexican boys would run out and help us with their parachutes, and we give them a, a dollar, and they they, they they love it. And their their parents are watching, and it was it was a great great environment. No border back then, and now it's it's out of control. And I think that's part of uh, you know the, the illegal activities, uh, the evil that's that's bringing all this across, and all the people that are involved with it. Now, uh, the the Biden administration, Democrats, I think, in in uh, large part, and of course, Rouse as well, uh, are proving those be to the point where they're psychopathic, like it's 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 unbelievable, you know what's going on right now with this border, and then we have the justices basically side with the you know two of them uh, conservatives side with uh side with the uh you know the Biden administration. Like if we don't stand up and take this back now, 
And I agree with you, Lewis. I believe that Trump has been waiting for us to like get motivated to the point where we start standing up and and because it can't be just one guy. And I heard from another uh, buddy of mine that's a, that's a SEAL. He does a show too. And he says, you guys are waiting for President Trump to be your Jesus Christ. You guys need to go out and get involved. And here we are. And I think this is going to be uh, revelatory. It's going to it's going to change this change the situation massively. Yep. yep. I would I would definitely say though that if whoever's watching this is going to be part of the convoy, also be very cognizant of the interaction that's going on because they're going to try to do everything they do to spin this the opposite direction. Like I, the J six. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You'll have people there with Nazi flags. Disavow them immediately. You know what I mean? You'll have people that are making racist statements or saying, just go shoot the Mexicans when they come across the border. By the way, the Mexicans are, are less than a bit of the people that come across the border. Um, I was just at the border and uh, and I interviewed a, a bunch of people. And I can tell you there's people from Sudan. There's people from Chad coming across the border. I can also tell you that beautiful Trump wall was cut out. Twelve sections were literally cut out of it. And the Border Patrol and the contractors that were supposedly working on it were making the excuse that it has something to do with fixing irrigation on the Mexican side. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not stupid. That's not what's going on. But if you're going to do that, you cut it out. You cut one out. You would guard it. You would fix it. Then cut another one out and so on and so forth. You don't cut well out and leave them open for three months. So it's this is a deep state operation. And... We had to understand what we're up against. I was there at J6. Mike, you were there at J6. And we, we were calling infiltrators out live. Yep. We knew, we recognized them ahead of time, so on and so forth. So it's very important that this wonderful group of God-loving people that are going to the border in the convoy also pay attention and be be great warriors in the regards of awareness and communication to prevent this thing going and set out because that will be what the attempt on this will be. They're going to want to discredit it. So I, I plead with people to be very, very aware of what's going on in your surrounding. And this will end up being an amazing event. We'll go down in history. It's the catalyst in my opinion. Very good. Yep. And uh, Victor, Last words, and then uh, I want to share your, uh, your your websites. Well, uh, thank you for, for having me on. And um, I just want the opportunity to be part of the solution. I mean, I've been fighting this all my adult life and almost lost my life, as you guys know. Uh, and my partner gave the ultimate sacrifice to this country. And I, I'm like, I've been, I've been doing a lot of things uh, after I, I retired. But I haven't stopped. I, I can't, I'm not the type that could be on my couch, stretching my belly and say, ah, whatever. I just can't do it. I, I need to be able to use and give back the information that I know, what I've learned, what I've done in my career, and give it back to the people. I don't want the power. I don't want, I'm like, I don't, I got paid every other Monday when I worked. Pay me my salary and I'm going to do what I do. If you don't like it, get me out. That's the beauty of our government. That's why we got a primary uh, a season, a primary type of uh, uh, system here. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do is primary guy there that has betrayed us as um, these are the words of the constituents, not even mine. They feel betrayed. They feel abandoned. And uh, they just want somebody to represent them. You know, I was with uh, the mayor of Del Rio, Texas, sat down with them 
really nice guy for about two hours. He shared a lot of stuff, local stuff and education. We talked really good. And I asked him, why haven't you shared all this with Tony Gonzalez? He says, I haven't seen him in over two years. I haven't spoken to him in over two years. And I'm like, what? Wow. He's the he's your congressman. You're one of the cities that has been mostly affected by this border. You and Eagle Pass right next door to each other. What do you mean? You should be on the phone in Middle East maybe once a week, once every couple of weeks to see, give them a reading of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, all they want is at least the attention to be heard out what their concerns are. Obviously, there's more work to be done, but that's what I want to bring the people. I want to bring them uh, that they're not going to be a bad in my, my uh, El Paso, the San Juan is going to get the same attention from me. And, uh, and I, I do urge you for your support. I do need your donations. I do need all that because this is nuts. And he said it. Uh, running for Congress, um, whoa, oh, there we go. Uh, running for Congress is something really, really different as far as, uh, you know, I had never in my life had to ask for a job where I had to raise more money than what I was actually going to get paid. It, it, was, it was a little different for me, but, uh, the support order is there. I got, I got really good endorsements from Tom Holman, General Flynn and others, uh, veterans for Trump, some great endorsements and, um, uh, I want people to know that I'm I'm going to work for them. And uh, so visit this website at VictorAvilaForCongress.com, and I hope to earn your support. Yeah, and also, uh, guys, uh, definitely AgentUnderFireBook.com. Uh, check that book out. Uh, just, it's a fantastic book. And I love how you have the bullet holes throughout the uh, all the pages, too. That's really... Let me tell you a quick, quick, uh, quick uh, story about that because I got shot three times. Ah. And I wanted the, the American flag to be on the cover, and I I, I called my friend that are military and uh, ex marines the retirees and all this, and I said, uh, listen, can I put these bullet holes on the flag? Is it? I didn't want to be disrespectful. I'm I'm a big believer in the flag and flag etiquette, right? The way I light in my house and the light. I, I know about that, but when it came to this, they're like all of them said, no, absolutely. The, remember when we put our flags up in war, and of course I'm speaking to the choir here. These fertilizers have been destroyed, burned, cut up, but it still lies. And this just goes to show that the, the American flag still stands despite being shot at in, in representation of the U.S. government. And so that's how that ended up being up there. Oh, that's fabulous. That's a nice story. Thanks. And, of course, we got the uh, border uh, coming up on uh, coming up uh, another week or so, uh, taking the border back, guys. So uh, take our border back. Uh, that comps is also uh, part of the website, uh, of the website you might, you guys want to check out. And uh, Lewis, uh, ScrewBigGov? Yeah, ScrewBigGov.com. And uh, you could actually find the document, documentary cages that Victor is in uh, there or at watchcages.com. Very good. Yeah, great film, great film. I highly recommend it. Okay, gentlemen, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks for your service. All of you guys, it's it's a it's a trying to but you know there's there's much to be won here. We we we're going to get the country back and make it even better. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Mm-hmm.